What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Soccer Subs Podcast, Episode 7. My name is Ronnie. I'm your host. I'm joined here by my two Soccer Subs co-hosts, Christian Hugh. How you guys doing, fellas? Episode 7. Welcome to the Soccer Subs Podcast, everyone. Episode 7. Happy to be here, my guys. It's like it's like 10:40 p.m. Christian, you still full of that much energy? How you doing, Hugh? Oh, yeah, I'm 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 doing great. I got You guys can't really see this, but I've just got my new recording setup in my room, so Official. I'm, yeah, I know. I'm I'm I guess you could probably hear the difference maybe in my voice, but I'm I'm really excited to be finally recording an episode proper with this new equipment. So, yeah, I'm 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 excited. <laughs> Legit. How about you, Ron? How you feeling, man? Fellas, I am excited. We got a lot of soccer to get into. Episode 7, bigger than ever. We are talking the Champions League group stages. We're also talking Tottenham Hotspurs beating Man U, 6-1 at Old Trafford. We had Aston Villa beating Liverpool, 7-2 at Villa Park. Edison Cavani to Man U, along with Alex Teles, the Brazilian. The Iguain brothers are officially together at Inter Miami. That's exciting. We got to get into that. On the NYCFC side, Alexandru Mitrita, our former DP for NYCFC, being loaned out to Al-Ali. And World Cup qualifiers have begun. Excited to speak all about this. And before we even get all that, we have a special guest joining the podcast later today. A former sporting director with Budapest Hanved. He's the CEO of Wine of Champions. His name is Fabio Cordela. He'll be joining the show a little later today. And we're excited to speak to him. This guy works with some big players. So he's a great guy. Vasco da Gama, baby. Joining us all the way from Italy. That's a long distance call, man. But hopefully that doesn't cost us too much. But we're excited about that. (laughs) Fellas, let's get it started. Let's talk Aston Villa beating Liverpool 7-2 at Villa Park. How'd you guys feel about that? Hugh, I'm going to start that one off with you, man. I mean, look, I've always talked about how I think Liverpool's defense isn't as good as it could be. And usually, you know, I get, oh, well, you know, Virgil van Dijk's the best defender of the world. Trent Alexander-Arnold's so good. Andy Robertson, blah, 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 blah. As soon as you take out Allison and you put in Adrian San Miguel, they concede seven goals in one game. Okay, maybe that means that Adrian isn't as good of a goalkeeper as Allison. But when you're switching out the goalkeeper and you're conceding seven goals in a game, that speaks to something about how your defense isn't as adaptive and isn't as good. And so for me, I think this is a a warning sign. This is a problem with Liverpool that if they make a slight change to their squad, they're losing and they're like conceding this many goals. That's a really, really big red flag. And I think it's something that they need to fix. Christian, what would you take on this? I I think Hugh was waiting for this moment to just crush Liverpool fans. I know that he was. (laughs) Uh, I personally think, you know, you have one of these off days. The team, yeah, definitely play bad. You had uh, three deflections in that game when there were like beautiful goals too. But yeah, I mean, that tells you about the importance of a goalkeeper. We definitely talked about uh, Manuel Neuer before, the importance he has with Bayern Munich. So then you have the same thing here. Allison is out. And from the beginning, you make that say that, that mistake and it kind of sets the tone for the game. So definitely a, a terrible game. Very, very bad defending from Liverpool. Very surprised at how bad they were. And most of that trying to do his best, you know, to just keep scoring goals. But yeah, this wasn't, they were going to catch up to this one and you know we saw Liverpool that 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 might need some tweaks you know yeah and also not to underwrite how good Villa was in that game as well Jack Grealish is an amazing player obviously I mean John under under part of John Terry's influence as well Villa's building a great team and by no means was it all Liverpool bad. There was a lot of Liv- uh, Villa good in that game. And so I know I, I think I'm going to trash Liverpool all I want. But at the end of the day, Villa were a very good team. And that's why it went the way it did. This is actually one of the reasons I love the Premier League. I love how the not so big teams play hard. And I loved how Ashton Villa just came out swinging. Uh, Liverpool did not look their best that game, obviously losing 7-2. But this is actually one of the reasons I love just watching the Premier League, watching these teams like Sheffield United, watching Everton now, you know, man, watching Southampton all these teams man these, these guys can make some noise and actually an interesting start on that game no reigning Premier League champion has ever allowed seven goals I think the record to beat was six so once that seventh goal went in man we were watching history so that was crazy to see all right, fellas, we're talking Tottenham Hotspur beating Man U 6-1 at Old Trafford. Hugh, I'll, I'll start that one off with you again. How'd you think of that game? I mean, I think United's sort of been in a downward spiral for a while now. And I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has like a, a huge task on his hands because he's been handed this sort of dumpster fire of a team 
and like with with an executive board who's sort of trapped between what they used to be in the early 2000s and what they are now, which is a huge market club that just isn't performing. And I mean, you saw it in, in the Europa League this season when they got dropped by Sevilla, but also you got to look at it now where they really need to push to try to at least make a Champions League spot and they need to try to win a trophy sometime soon because they keep going on like this. It's, it's not going to work out. And I think we're going to talk about this in a minute, but they made a couple of really good key signings, which I am very supportive of. And I'll, t- I'll talk about why. But for me, I think this was sort of the, the warning sign. And I think maybe they might be able to put out the fire with the, the player they've just signed yeah i mean with man you you expect them to perform well especially like you said those signings van der beek and then you know you have great players still like potba and rashford and marshall you know players who who have a world club champion on the team man i mean you have players who can perform well but the defensive line keeps being a problem and i'm not sure you know hopefully the new player that's coming in can put out the fire but i, I they definitely they definitely need a right back immediately and you know also give props to to Mourinho do what he's doing at Tottenham if you really think about it after Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, Mourinho is probably the most successful one with the Europa League and getting into the Champions League. I don't know. I think there's a lot to be done with not the team, but also the management. Let's see what moves they can make to improve. Right now, you're sitting at the 16th place on the table. That's that's no place to be, man. Not in, I know the, the season just started, but if you really want to be competitive, you got to start from the beginning all the way through the end. And I, I, I as a former uh, supporter because of Antonio Valencia playing at United, I, it sounds weird to say former supporter, but <laughs> obviously <laughs> I want to make sure that the team does well. But I don't know if they're going to be able to fix all those problems this season. Oh, good takes, fellas. Good takes. And also we got to get into the Champions League group stages. As you guys saw, those were announced last week. I'm going to start off with you guys on Group A. We have Bayern, we have Atletico Madrid, we have Salzburg, and we have locomotive moscow my two takes on this one of course the reigning champs bayern i think are going through and i have atletico madrid with the addition of uh, luis suarez christian let me start this one off with you which one do you think uh what are your top two teams making it through for that one this is a tough one man you have uh bayern munich obviously man killing the european league since day one (laughs) but you also have an atletico team you know with suarez and obviously the same players from last season and Salzburg, that's the team that I really want to focus on because you have our American coach, Jesse March, of course, former Red Bulls manager, the most successful manager in Europe, by the way, winning a European trophy with the Austrian sides, Red Bull Salzburg. I think the mentality, uh, the way they play, you know, he already had a taste of last year uh, in the group stage. He he was losing 3-1 against Liverpool, and then they tied it up 3-3, ended up losing the game. But uh, he his ideology, his mentality, his desire to win games. Remember, Erling Haaland and... Uh, and uh, uh, Minamino. Minamino. Oh, they came from Salzburg, bro. So, yeah. you know, you got to watch out for this team. They're always ready they made to... made some noise this past, yeah, this past Champions League for sure. Yeah, that's well, right. I think, I think the problem is, though, they came from Salzburg, but they're not at Salzburg anymore. So I think that's what Salzburg's right. real big problem is going to be in this group stage is that they don't have what they had maybe last year, two years ago. Yeah, but the, the the power to develop players with that Red Bull, uh, well, they kind of separated themselves from the Red Bull system, but... Uh, not With really. that Red Bull money, I think is that the word Red Bull money. <laughs> yeah. Here, who uh, are your top two uh, making it through for a Group A? I'm taking Bayern and Atletico. I think you guys touched on it, and I I don't look. I mean, Salzburg's good. Locomotive are are a fine team, but I don't think either of them's topping Bayern or Atletico. Both of those teams are just too good right now. All right, fellas, let's get into Group B then. We got Real Madrid, Shakhtar, Inter Milan, and then we got Monken Gladbach. My two top for this one is going to be Real Madrid and Inter, and I don't know if that's like just a logical, but former Champions League winners, Real Madrid, I'm not letting them go so early in the group, and I'm going with Inter Milan, going with right now with a solid squad. I think, you know, after losing a Super Cup, they'll probably want some uh, revenge and just coming back strong for this one. And I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see what Arturo Vidal kind of brings to Inter Milan along with uh, Lukaku and Lauturo Martinez. So Real Madrid and Inter Milan are going to be my, my top two picks for this one. He, I'll start with you. The, the, the Real Madrid number one fan, of course. Go ahead. Of course. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> let, let me let me break down exactly why I'm in immense amounts of pain after seeing this group being drawn. Um. So, okay. 
I, I saw we got drawn for group B and I was like, yes, let's go. Or in, or in a, a nice group because there's no one else in the group. And then round two comes around. We got shot car. I'm like, okay, shot car's a good team, but they got dropped by, I think Basel. Uh, no, no, no. They dropped Basel and then they lost later on in the Europa league. And I was like, okay, they're a decent team. They're not crazy good. And then we draw Inter and Munch and Gladbach. Both of those teams make like, make me have nightmares as a Madrid fan <laughs> because of the fact that quote Christian Vieri, Romelu Lukaku is losing a couple kilos. He's <laughs> sanding down the edges and he's becoming a well-oiled machine there at Inter. They've got Arturo Vidal, who as a Madrid fan, I hate, but fine midfielder. They've got my my least favorite player to come up against, Ashraf Hakimi, who's going to be barreling down the right wing. And then they've got like some pretty decent talent, which they've been developing. Uh, D'Ambrosio, I think, is one of their, their like better midfielders. And we saw that through the Europa League last year. They're a good side. But then my real fear of a team that could possibly make a run for for Group B is Mönchengladbach because Thuram and, and Playa, both of them are play. I I'm sorry, I, my French is really really bad, <laughs> but they've got they've got some solid players. They've got Max Ginter at center back. They've got Jan Sommer in goal. By the way, there's this great picture of me meeting Jan Sommer from a while ago. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll put that somewhere on social media eventually. <laughs> but they they're a solid squad. Mönchengladbach's a, a pretty decent squad and I'm they're my wild card. I think Shotkar is good. I just don't think Shotkar will be able to handle Inter and and Real, but I think for me as a Madrid fan, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm I'm going to say we take top of the group. I'm saying that second spot is either Mönchengladbach or Inter. And if things really go sort of like topsy-turvy, my top two after Madrid and Inter would probably be Mönchengladbach and Inter because I think they're a wildcard team. They can do what a lot of teams probably couldn't. You're so meticulous. Stop being scared. Come on, Real Madrid, the most successful team in history. He's not going to make it through the group stages. I'm confident uh, in Real Madrid, man. I think they're going to make oh, it through. Uh, wait. Plus they have ah, uh, I can't remember what's what's the guy's name at uh, in defense. But anyway, they've they've got some good players. So I'm they, well. They finish they finish fourth in the league last season behind Bayern Munich, Borussia, Borussia Dortmund, or maybe they were third. I don't know. But they were finishing the top four, and you know I think you got to give them props to that, especially playing against great German teams like those. But yeah, I mean Inter, Inter are, and Real Madrid the favorites. Shakhtar always kind of like gives you something to to cheer for, but then you know they fall off at the end, and and you don't really get to see much of them but they're always going to win that Ukrainian league it's going to be a good group to watch for sure we got group c we got porto we got man city we got olympiacos and we got marseille for me i'm going with man city and i'm actually going with marseille man um obviously man city stack team we don't need to talk about that they usually always make it past the group stage but then that's kind of usually when they choke but uh man I, marseille i've just been seen i've seen their last few games man and you know they got dimitri payet they got alvaro gonzalez which i know he caused some recent issues with those racist comments and whatnot but man i think i'm going to put uh marseille as the as the wild card man olympiacos i'd have to have to watch a little bit more of and porto i don't know man i'm not too confident in them but i'd love to see porto go through but he will start this on with for your two top group c teams uh, just first of all, before I say anything, the, the name I was looking for was Dennis Zakaria last time. So anyone who knows a lot about Mönchengladbach, please do not send me hate mail. But <laughs> moving on to Group C. So I think the poor Olympiacos fans are going to be, uh, as Marcelo Balboa told us, throwing a lot of stones at their players' cars because I don't think this is a group they're getting out of. Um <laughs> I think Marseille have a tough time of it. They have a good team. Like Ronnie said, they've got some good players. They've got some real talent. But for me, it's Porto and City, mainly because City, I mean, City is in a, like City, I don't need to explain. City's like, they're, it's done and dusted. They should be winning that. Porto, I think I'm taking mainly because I think of them as just a good team. But the problem is they've just lost two main links. They've lost Danilo Pereira, uh, Pereira to PSG, and they've lost Alex Tellez to Man That's United. why I didn't pick them here, by the way. Yeah, that's uh, but uh, but I'll talk about them later. I'll talk about Tellas later. But um, anyway, so they've lost a couple of links. So I think I think Ronnie, your your point is valid about Marseille. But Christian, what do you what do you have? Can Man City take both spots? Because that's what's gonna at the end of the day. Uh, all I know is that Man City is gonna try to win this the whole thing. But then you know, obviously, you have Porto, current um, uh, Portuguese champions. I think that Olympiacos always gives a good fight. And Marseille, yeah, they end up beating PSG not too long ago. So it's an interesting group. But I'll take those top two, Porto and uh, Man City. Ooh, all right. Let's get to Group D. I know this one was an exciting one. We got Liverpool. We got Ajax. We got Atalanta. And we got Midjaland. (laughs) All right, fellas, I'm going with 
Liverpool. I'm not sleeping on Mo Salah, you know, Virgil, Sané. I'm going with Liverpool and I'm going with Ajax, man. I think those are my top two favorites. Atalanta. Oh man, I'd love to see a little bit more of them. I actually, I'm going to assign that as my homework. I'm going to watch a little bit more Atalanta games, but yeah, guys, I'm going with uh, Liverpool and Ajax. Christian, I'll start this one with you. Let's reverse the order. What are your top two teams going for that one? Great, great points. I think those are the top two teams for me as well. I want to give a shout out to Cayo because Anthony plays for Ajax. And yeah, man, he's he's really good. I think Ajax just keeps developing players. You always have some some great players as well, like Daily Blind and Taglafico, of course, the Argentinian. I think they have a good enough team to make it pass through the stages. But Atlanta, you know, Atlanta did such a great job last season. You know, they, they lost to PSG, who played in the finals. And actually, they shouldn't have lost that game, really. And I think they still have a great squad with Papu Gomez and Zapata being the, the main key players from that team. Uh, I don't know, I mean, it, it's a tough choice between Atlanta and, and, and Ajax, but I'm going with Ajax. And Midtjylland, I mean, you know, I that, we definitely don't see much of them through the stages. But, you know, you never know. It's the Champions League and you got to play well. Sure, For me, it's it's Liverpool and Atalanta. Main reason is Ajax don't have Danny van de Beek anymore. And I think that Atalanta is going to be able to squeeze the midfield, especially with someone like Papu Gomez and Duvan Zapata is going to be good. And that's that's my take on that group. All right, let's get to Group B then. We got Sevilla, we got Chelsea, we got Krasnodar, and we got Renz. I'm going with Chelsea and Sevilla, man. Chelsea, no need to say anything more, man. They've made some off-season off moves. I'm liking the Thiago Silva addition. I mean, I'm I'm excited for, to see Chelsea in the Champions League again. And I'm going with Sevilla. I'm going with the Europa League winners again. Sevilla, we've talked about them plenty in, in our previous episodes. Luke Jong, Lucas Ocampos, Rakitic bringing some Champions League experience. Uh, let's get it. I'm going with Chelsea, Sevilla. Christian. Oh, man. I mean, Lopetegui. I think the difference oh, between Lopetegui. Sevilla... Yep. I think that's the difference between Sevilla and Chelsea because you have two great teams, but one of them has a really good coach and Lampard still has a lot to learn, man. So I am definitely choosing Sevilla as the other one. Quick shout out to Krasnodar because they have Christian Ramirez, Ecuadorian. Also their first time in the Champions League. Oh, that's right. That's right. Congratulations to that. But uh, Renes, man, you can't sleep on them either, man. First first position in the French League with uh, golden boy Eduardo Camavinga. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but there's a lot of expectations about that team. He, I've, I've seen him play. He looks really fast and, and very skillful, crafty with the dribble and, and very smart player, you know, already getting a cap for France. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go say Sevilla and Renes going through, bro. Tell me, you wow. can clip this. You can clip this. They're going to yeah. go you through. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. We're going to put this on, on Instagram. Uh, Roman Abramovich, when you're looking for someone to sue for defamation. Uh, there you go um but i think for me it's Sevilla and chelsea as well i, I mean look crescent are good sutter and they are good edward Kimpinga is a great player look chelsea and sevilla are just better chelsea and sevilla have better players they have better managers they have better tactics for me that's just it's going like that so let's go to group f all right guys we got group f let's get it we got zenit we got Dortmund, we got Lazio, and we got Club Bruges. My top two picks are Dortmund, and I'm going Lazio. And I'll say why Lazio. Two words to start it off. Zero Immobile. Uh, <laughs> they got the other Lukaku brother, Jordan Lukaku. Mm-hmm. And I'm being a little biased right now. I'm Ecuadorian. I want to see my Ecuadorian Felipe Caicedo. Wow, so I'm excited Felipe. for that. I'm going with Dortmund Lazio. I could definitely see Zenit being an underdog and possibly coming through. I hope I hope I'm wrong, but let's see how that goes. Christian, I'll start off with you, Group F. Yeah, I can you put like at least one Russian team going through the group stages? <laughs> uh, I'll I'll all right. I risked it. I risked a lot already in the last group, so I'm you're gonna on the it. record, man. You're on the uh, yeah, record. I'm gonna go save with this one. Dortmund and Lazio for sure. Club Brugge, man. I love, uh, they're always making it in the Champions League, but yeah, man, they they gotta show me a little bit more uh, from the Belgian side, and and hopefully. I just want to see some good football, but yeah, I have those two picks. Okay, well, so here's my thing about this group. I'm obviously probably going to be saying Lazio and Dortmund. My main reasoning for that is just that Dortmund have a very good squad. They're going to take top of the group. In my opinion, Lazio, again, as you guys said, good players. Sir Immobile, um, they have Jordan Lukaku. They also have a Serbi in in central defense, who's a a really good center back. As, As good as Club Bruges' lineup is... I just don't think they have the sort of stuff to challenge for it. And, and Zenit, mm, Dejan Lovren isn't enough for me in terms of making it past the group stage. So in terms of everything, I think Group F has decided Lazio and Dortmund going through. All right, fellas, let's get to Group G. This is probably the most exciting one. We got Juventus and Barcelona. 
And exciting because I can't wait to see Messi versus Ronaldo. Let's just face it. That's the talk of the, gr- of the group stages right now. That's the talk of the Champions League. Let's go Juventus-Barcelona. But the other teams, we got Dynamo Kiev and we got Ferenc Varos in the group as well. But, I mean, this one's already decided, man. You got two of the biggest teams in, in the same group. Juventus-Barcelona. Christian. Go ahead. My top two picks, Dynamo Kiev and Ferenc Baros, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, you man, heard I'm it here sorry. first. I'm putting this on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Ferenc Baros. They're like, they haven't been in the group stage since 25 years ago. Uh, kudos Kiev. to them, man. Kudos yeah, to kudos them. Kudos to them, man. It'll, it'll be a great experience. But yeah, you have you have Barca and Juventus, you know, the two goats playing against each other. Barcelona looking actually okay and uh, I think it'll be great to see Pirlo there in the sidelines and it, it should be a fun game and uh, yeah definitely those two teams are going to make it through okay so let's do some math here first of all in 1999 Dynamo Kiev drew with Bayern Munich so last year <laughs> Bayern Munich beat Barcelona eight sorry uh, wait was it eight mm, I can't keep track I, I don't really care <laughs> they, they sort of blew them out Barcelona lost to Bayern Munich therefore by this math I can tell you that Dynamo Kiev is going to beat Barcelona by the same goal margin that Bayern Munich beat them that's conclusive math don't try to debate me on it but no in all seriousness I think U of A and Barca are going to take the group I, I think it's more important as to who takes top spot in the group and I think that's going to be really interesting watching Juventus which last year was a tactical mess but this year has a really good manager and Barcelona last year was a tactical mess and this year has an okay manager and probably is still a tactical mess but we'll see how that one goes yeah no but I think Juve Barca top two it's really just gonna see who's who's scoring more goals Messi or Ronaldo in the group stage that's that's all I care about can't wait to see that can't wait to see that all right fellas and let's get to group eight the last one we got PSG Manchester United Leipzig we got Istanbul, Basaksa here. All right, I'm sticking with the safe ones again. PSG, Man U. Just let's just get straight to it. This is exactly why they spend all the money, man. These are the top two wealthiest teams out there in the world. This is exactly why they make all the offseason moves. I'm going with PSG, Man U. Christian, go ahead. Group H. Uh, Man U can't even beat a championship side. That's that's you know I I think Man United right now is in a process of you know what are we gonna do to just not get scored on by six or seven goals whatever they. And by the way, score. I only said them getting through. I never said winning it. But yeah, based <laughs> on how they're talking it. But true, yeah. true, true. But no, Leipzig, man, you gotta remember what they did last year. They have a great coach with a great system with great players who play dynamic play uh, that Jejen pressing from from the Germans who know how to quit play quick and take the ball and get far get forward real quick I, I definitely see PSG and Leipzig going through man United man they gotta solve a lot of problems Hugh I know you're gonna touch on some players that might be able to help them out but to be honest uh, Europa League if maybe okay so here's here's my take on this so first of all the the main the main thing here is whether or not man United's gonna choke right so I think man United's a good team I think they've got quality players I think they've got a good manager but I think here's what comes into play is four names, Alex Tellez, Edinson Cavani, Ahmad Diallo, and Dalin van de Beek, right? If those guys are able to really play at a high level and like kick it into gear for United, United can take top of the group. I think they can beat PSG <laughs> home and away. But if those guys aren't playing well and United aren't clicking, I think it's a toss up then who gets that second, who, who gets that second spot because Red Bull Leipzig, obviously a very good team, world-class team. They have good players. They have a good manager. They have a good system of playing. Istanbul Bashekshir, though, not a team to be slept on. They won the Turkish That's league for the first time in their history. They're a government sponsored club. So they've got a lot of money. They know what they're doing. They've got a good manager. They can actually make some headway. Maybe they're not going to get out of the group, but they can drain points away from those other three teams which is good, which is what's like maybe going to lead to seeing one of those teams breaking through and really making a difference in those top two spots. I think Istanbul Bashekshir is probably Man United's biggest weakness right now. If Man United's going to lose to one team that they shouldn't be losing to, it's going to be them and it's going to be in Istanbul. And I think if United drop those three points, if United can't get a goal past Bashekshir, I think that's where Leipzig is going to have the opportunity to take that second spot and Manchester United might be sort of relegated into the Europa League. And I think that's where this group is going to be very difficult. And look, Alex Tellez, one of my favorite, most exciting players out of Porto. I talked about him leaving Porto earlier. I think he's going to light up at Manchester United. But the fact of the matter remains, Manchester United choke under pressure in the past 10 years, right? Not since Cristiano Ronaldo left have they been able to play really clutch games. So 
unless he goes up under pressure, unless Edinson Cavani gets good under pressure, and unless these guys can really, really work the game, I think they've got a tough task and they've really, really got to put in the shift against those teams. All right, fellas, you heard it here first. Good takes from Hugh. That's definitely going on the socials. We have to. And all right, fellas, uh, we ran out of time. We got to get to our special guest, Fabio Cordella, is joining us from Italy. El director, we call him, sporting director of Budapest Hanved, CEO of the Wine of Champions. This man's worked with Ronaldinho, Roberto Carlos, Cafu, some of the biggest names out there. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this interview. He's coming up right now. Let's get it. All right, ladies and gents, we have a special guest joining us today. This man is an Italian sports director and a businessman. He's worked with some of the world's elite footballers, such as Ronaldinho, Roberto Carlos, Gianluigi Buffon, and Mr. Wesley Snyder. Let's please welcome Mr. Fabio Cordela to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on the show you. today, Mr. Cordela. We appreciate I the, like uh... this interview. I, li- I like this. <laughs> we, we had to be ready. We had to be ready. We really appreciate you taking the time, you know, especially from Italy, which that definitely means so much to us. We're here You're in New right. York. You're right. It's my pleasure. And Mr. Cordela, we wanted to just kind of start off the show or the interview with you. We introduced you as a sporting director and not a lot of fans or, you know, a lot, not a lot of listeners may know what the role of a sporting director means. Can you please describe what the role of a sporting director is and how you became a sporting director? We know you started yeah. in the Ivory Coast, so we'd love to hear your story. Yeah, my story is a strange and long story. I, I, I started in Ivory Coast because so when I finished to play football, uh, because when I was young, I'm a football player. So when I finished, I study for business and management and I start to work in the family company, fashion company, okay? Mm-hmm. Not the other side for my father, the company of the wine. So I have one friend, very famous football player, Francesco Moriero. He finished to play football. Uh, he asked to me to help him to find a club, but he don't want to start like a trainer because he okay finished to play. He studied in Coverciano. He made the license uh, B A and uh, Pro license. When he finished to study, he said to me, "Fabio, we need to find a club." Me? Yeah, <laughs> only you. <laughs> and he say more. The club, no, maybe it's difficult. National team is better. Yes, it's crazy, <laughs> totally. But he, he say this because he know me, no? I like too much when I can make some things impossible. So I really like, not for mm-hmm. the challenge, but it's my life, okay? Something new. The easy things everybody can make. But when you find some more or less impossible, I appreciate this because uh, I feel the, not the challenge, but uh, maybe you know what I mean, eh? So in English, I don't know. The, oh, the, no, you're doing great. You're doing the great. Right words, oh, no. The right words, <laughs> but you understand what I mean. So I start to, to call, uh, to write to too much federation around the world. I write uh, in Panama, in Puerto Rico, in Honduras, uh, in some place with uh, every, every time summer. Something somewhere tropical with good sun like, and good like, beaches. Like holiday, you know, because mm-hmm. he said to me, I want to start. National team, but where is hot, not cold. Ah, you are crazy. Okay, it's not a surprise for me, but I have an answer from Puerto Rico, Jose Serralta, the president. Honduras, Rafael Caleas, Panama, Ariel Alvarado. These three federations answer to me and say, okay, maybe we're interesting to talk with you. And we start to talk for 20 days, one month. And finally, Panama Federation convinced me to listen more and to accept is because they proposed the contract first to Moriero. They send the ticket fly, they send everything. So we need only to travel. Arrive the date to travel in Panama and I go in the airport. I have a meeting with Moriero in the airport to take the plane for all places, Brindisi, in the south of Puglia, near to Lecce. We have airport here. Brindisi, Rome, Rome, Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Panama. So I arrive in the airport, but Moriero is not there because I arrived 10 minutes before. I say, ah, baby, it's a little bit late or traffic. I don't know. Okay, I wait. I mean, 20 minutes, half hour. When is half hour? We have airplane one hour after. So I start to call Moriero, but his phone is closed. I call it Tom. Nobody answered. I call his wife. Didn't no, answer. No answer. No. So I understand maybe it's a problem. <laughs> Moriero, he don't arrive at the airport. So I 
totally make crazy with him because I don't know what I say to these people because tomorrow they wait us in, in Panama. I don't know. I arrive at home, I come back and I call Mr. Albrand. They say, look, I don't know what happened. Maybe big problem because the phone, I try to go to the house of Moriero. Nobody was there. So I, I little bit worried, no? And uh, he say, okay, Fabio, no problem. Let me know what happened. Don't worry, you can take other plane, uh, blah, blah, blah. For three days, Moriero is missing. No show. <laughs> no, where is he? I don't know. After three days, two o'clock in the night, in my house, I said, dream, dream. We're at two o'clock in the night. It's July, <laughs> it's July 2006. And uh, okay, it's Moriero at home. I see him. I say to him, very bad words, you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you want to choke him. <laughs> Moriero, he cried. He really cried. Brother, you can't understand what happened in my mind. I am really afraid to travel with airplane. It's 14 hours. Uh, Amsterdam, Panama City. You, you know, when I travel with my team, Inter, the Inter Milan and the national team, I take a pills to travel because he sleep, he can travel, mm. but three, four hours maximum. He never travel with airplane for 14 hours. Right. You can imagine in this time, I don't understand what he said because I'm nervous. But uh, one week later, I understand the problem. I call Ariel Alvarado. He understands very well the problem. Not happen nothing with Panama. So we don't start to, he don't start to work in Panama. So Moriero said to me, Fabio, please try to find some federation, maximum five, six hours with airplane. Okay, again. I call Ivory Coast, Senegal, Cameroon, Nigeria. This uh, place uh, still odd, so is mm -hmm. Africa. Nothing. Ivory Coast answer to my mail. I start to talk with Jacques Anuma. Jacques Anuma is the president of the Federation, Ivory Coast Federation. And he brings me an appointment, a meeting in Nizza in France, because the Ivory Coast national team training and play every time in France before. Now they still training friends. So we have a meeting there. When we arrived there in Nizza, I see Franco Baresi, Stilke, another man, I don't remember the name. So I say, what we make here? Franco Baresi. Franco Baresi, yeah, legend. Franco Baresi, go inside in the meeting, in the room. After 10 minutes, go back. He's very rough. Bad, bad words for, uh, for the... <laughs> For the president. Words we can't say on the no, podcast. Moriero, no, <laughs> these people is crazy. I travel here. They say no. Stilike, go inside after Moriero and he stay 10 minutes more or less. Go back. He don't say nothing. Okay, I say, good. <laughs> we can go inside. We stay two hours and that. They ask everything to Francesco Moriero. What do you think about football? For the young player, you know? Too, too much thing. When they finish... They say, okay, we offer the contract to Stilic. Why you don't tell me before? They say, because we are really interesting to you, to Francesco Moriero. But not to start in the national team, maybe in one team in Ivory Coast. Because the, the president of the government, the federation, the Republic of Ivory Coast is Laurent Bagbo. Laurent Bagbo is a big supporter of Africa Sport Dabijan. Africa Sport Dabijan is a team like Juventus in Italy. So it's a very old team. Uh, they call Africa Sport like uh, Juventus. No, you know Juventus is La Vecchia Signora. Mm -hmm. They say in France, Africa Sport is La Vieux Dame in French language. So Moriero say, okay, maybe, maybe yes. Okay, Fabio travel tomorrow in Ivory Coast, check everything. Why not? He said, tomorrow? Yeah, we are in France. You can travel tomorrow. Okay, I travel tomorrow. So I take the plane from Paris. I go in, in Abidjan. And uh, for my surprise, the president of Africa Sport, Abidjan, was the president of the cabinet, the Republic, Mr. Kuyote Anarsis. I arrive at 10 p.m. in the night, and we finish around 2, 2 and after 3 o'clock in the night, eh? the meeting. So I arrange all things for Moriero. I see the picture, the video for the feed, everything. So I say, it's good here, we, we can start. So I arrange the contract and uh, I come back in Italy. When I come back in Italy, I say to Moriero, they offer this, 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 this. So it's a good team for you to start like a coach. 
He say, okay, I'm happy. Okay, we can go. Moriero don't have second coach, uh, physical trainer. He, he don't have nothing. So we start to organize the group. And I receive an email from the president of Africa Sport Abidjan. I have this mail. They write this. Okay, we confirm the interesting for Francesco Moriero. We confirm this amount in the con. We confirm everything, but we have only one condition. The condition was if Fabio Cordella accepts to work with us like general director, sport director, we can start. But I have a work with right. my family, the family company, not the wine. Eh? I have the, the winery, but I don't work full time in the wine. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not a big, big job in this type. So I think, no, I can't. And in this time, my wife, 16 years ago, 15 years ago, is, is my girlfriend. She say, look, Fabio, some people take you out of the football for very bad things. Now you have the opportunity to come back in the football for the big door. So you need to accept. Okay. And I accept the offer wow. for Africa Sport. We go there and, uh, okay, everybody in the football knows this. Uh, we win the first championship. We organize a big group after one season. So we win the championship. Moriero and me, we received the offer from Italy. Uh, Lanciano is a team in the central of Italy. So we come back in Italy, but my staff, my people rest there for one season more. We win another championship in Ivory Coast. Uh, nothing. And uh, the history is very long history. <laughs> sure. No, no, thank <laughs> you for just, giving all those, just, all those specifics. Just, just, this is just that's, <laughs> No, of course. And that's, that's so impressive how, you know, kind of like your life changed you know, making that big first decision and, and kind of like staying on the same theme with the sporting director uh, role. You know, you spent four years in the Hungarian uh, Premier League with uh, Budapest Hombet yeah. FC, right? About five. Four, four, five, five years, five years. And, you know, like from the first year, you take the team and, and finish fourth place and qualify them to a Europa League qualification the next year, the team finishes third place, and again, they go into Europa League qualification, you know, and there was a change from the previous years. So my question is, you know, as a sporting director, what, what were some changes, what were some decisions that you needed to take in order to achieve those goals? So, is a very smart question. It's not easy to make this, because when, when uh, Mr. Hemingway called me, he said to me, look, Fabio, I have a two million budget. Two million euro. I say, first division, two million euro. Okay, maybe we can save the team. No, no, I want to go in Europe League. And maybe in two, three years, I wanted to win the championship. Really? With two million? He say, yes. This is the reason because I call you. He say, <laughs> every, time, every time the people ask me very, very, very strange things. But he knows very well because I like this. So I say, to make a team with this little budget is not easy so i start like fabio strategy you know if you don't have you need to find you can find like for example start to make cooperation with other team so i start to call juventus milan real madrid barcelona every team look i'm a sport director of budapest i have a good project i can work for your young player i can help you it's better to play in number than no in second team for the experience, for this, blah, blah, blah. And they pay me the salary. They give me the money. And we sell together the player. So this is the reason we can organize a team in the five seasons. We make really the amazing job because finally we, we won the championship. Wow, that's it's huge. You reached out to some big clubs. Yeah, yeah. With, with six players from academy in the field. Wow. Even yeah. more props, that's, a, that's and, the, the youth development. Yeah, and we sell every year more or less four or five players from academy and other players because, okay, not only I, I take players from the other club, no? But for example, from Panama, because in the next year I have a good relationship in Panama, so I bring two, three players from Panama. I bring one player, maybe you know, he play in a major soccer league, is Anibal Godoy. Godoy, yeah, of course. Godoy, Godoy is my discovery. I take him very young. 
I bring him in Nomved and I sell to him from Nomved in San Jose earthquake. So he's my player, I send him there. Not only him, I, we sell uh, Balintvece, uh, Farkas, uh, Sundas, uh, Davide Lanzafame. Too, too much player. Too much. I, I don't remember everybody, but we, we sell too much players. So you take you take a money with the transfer, you put uh, this big amount in the team. It's not true. <laughs> he take the money. Yeah, I start again to ask to play. Yeah, but it's this. Mr. Hemingway is a businessman. Business, yeah, of course. Is is money? It's normal, no. And that's and that's one of the things that that you know I admire because even with those obstacles, you continue to improve teams. Uh, one of the things that I also wanted to touch on is that. You also had some short stints with um, with Treviso FC and FK Kamza, where you spent uh, a couple of months there. But it seems like you probably faced uh, some obstacles, if, if there were any. What, what were some of those challenges that you faced in those in those teams? Okay, okay. FC Treviso is very strange things because I stayed there around two months, no more. When I arrived in Treviso is after Lanciano. Lanciano, when I was a sport director in Lanciano, Lanciano have a big financial problem. So the company, the team, the owner of the Lanciano, uh, make, okay, in English, I don't know the words, bancarotta. Bancarotta is... Uh, uh, bankrupt, no? Yeah. Bankrupt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we don't have money, we don't have nothing. I was very young, I have 30 years old in this time. And after Lanciano, have this big problem with, with the money, I go in Treviso. And in Treviso, I find my president in, uh, when I was football player, Reggiana. He, he buy to me from Galatina, and he find me in, in Treviso. He said to me, look, Fabio, you are very young. Uh, you stay in one club with big problem, money problem. You just start now for your career. So it's very very bad if you stay in Treviso because Treviso have the same problem of Lanciano. So it's better to you to leave now. And I help him 100%. So I leave Treviso the next day. And one week after, he called me and say, Fabio, I know you speak French, right? He say, yes, we buy a club in Belgium. You can go there like a sport director in Belgium. I say, okay, yes. <laughs> and this is the reason because I, I was just two years, uh, just two months in in uh, Treviso. A Kamza is not the same things. One of my friends from Albania called me two years ago. He said, Fabio, please, can you help us in Kamza? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. I have time. Kamza is near to my house. So with the boat, is one hour and a half. It's <laughs> <laughs> Albania, but it's in front of my region, you know? Okay, mm-hmm. no, I scary. I take a plane, it's just one hour. So, but, but really with Boto, you can go there for in two hours. So I was there for three months and that, for more or less. And the president, the people there in the, in the company is not good people. In one match, they broke the referee, they broke everybody. And uh, I decided to leave Kamza because uh, I'm not like this. The football is enjoy, you know. You can lose the match, you can win a match, but you don't use the, I, I don't know in English, but you don't use the violence. I can't accept, it's not my, it's not my philosophy, you know, it's not my culture. So I, I leave a Kamza for this reason. Wow, that, that makes a lot of sense. I would have left too, <laughs> if, I could, if I had experienced something like that too. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Fabio, especially now, you know, focusing on, on, on your new roles, on your new projects. I was able to listen to one of the interviews that you had uh, with a Brazilian journalist, with Fabio. And I think his name is Fabio too, right? Fabio Rizzetto, um, Fox Sports. Yes, there you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of people, I guess for our audience, it will be new to find out. But I wanted to ask you uh, about this new project that you have with uh, Luis Roberto. Uh, what, what, what are the plans that you have with uh, for Vasco da Gama? So, uh, nothing. In January, one brother to me, is not my brother, but he's like my brother, 
I can't say to you the name. This important man called me. He said, look, I have a friend in Brazil. He want to do, maybe he can uh, work like a new president in Vasco da Gama. He tried to find some profile like you, sport director, with, with the European mentality, you know, for football. You can come in Spain in February because he come in Spain. I come in Spain. I travel in Spain also. He said, okay, well, of course I come. So I meet with uh, Luis Roberto Levenciano. He explained me his project and I like his project. And for sure, Vasco da Gama in the last 20 years uh, worked very bad, no? In the championship, they don't win nothing, have a financial problem. And like uh, every time, my team, every time, they don't win nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you take it yeah. from the bottom. <laughs> you take yeah. it from the bottom up. Africa sport 20 years without nothing. Homebed, 24 years. Union Sajuloise, 30 years. So every time is the same, no? Nothing. And I accept if he win the... Uh, the elections. The election, yeah. Mm -hmm. If he win, I, I can go there... Uh, for new sports director of Vasco da Gama. Oh, we'll definitely uh, pulling for you to to make that happen because they will definitely uh, use the help and the experience that you have uh, to help a team. By Thank the way, um, by by the way, I I'm originally from Ecuador, so really, Vasco da, yes, from Guayaquil, <laughs> from Guayaquil, and and Vasco da Gama beat my team Barcelona in the Libertadores. I think that was yeah, that was like. Nine, uh, 20, 20 so, years so ago. You, so you speak Spanish also? Ah, yes. si, 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 si. Yeah, we speak Spanish as well. Uh, but since it's, this is like, a, like an American sí, podcast... No antes, si no conocía algo, te hablaba en español entonces. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we can continue in English, don't worry. Hey, uh, Fabio, I had a quick question for you. Do you keep an eye on the MLS, on, you know, living in Italy? Have you found it appealing just because we have some big players coming overboard like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, David Villa coming to New York, Chicharito, yeah, no. and so many? I, I guess my question to you is, could we ever see Fabio uh, Cordela coming to the USA one day and maybe, you know, being a sporting director for LA Galaxy or for LAFC? Nobody called <laughs> me. Nobody called me. If some club called me, why not? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, definitely we had an interview with a couple uh, broadcasters and, you know, the MLS is definitely experiencing, you know, a big growth, some new teams, uh, Austin, Texas, Austin FC, St. Louis, Yeah, no, no. Uh, David Beckham with Inter Miami that just yeah, came no, this no. year. So that was definitely just something. Just the name I don't like. Just the name I don't like. Inter yeah. Miami, I don't like. Yeah, no, there was a definitely. Was... That's crazy, that's crazy. Because I'm a <laughs> Juventus supporter, you know? For sure, for sure. And then my other question, Fabio, for you was if you could just kind of quickly touch on the Wine of Champions, the project that you're in and kind of the wine, the winery that you're involved in, uh, just kind of what your day-to-day -day is and, uh, you know, how the project is on, on your so end. The, the, this project is, is really strange because uh, when I leave Ombud, I leave Ombud because a very important team in Italy called me first division in Serie A is Sampdoria. You know Sampdoria? Of course. The lawyer of Sampdoria called me when I was a sports director, uh, we have four meetings. And the last meetings, he said to me, okay, Fabio, maybe I call you in one week, 10 days. Okay, I say, okay, don't worry. When you want, when you need, you can call me. And one day he called me. He said, look, Fabio, I need you. We want you to work here in Sampdoria like a general director, no sport director. Because, okay, I'm... A, not only a sport director, I'm a businessman and I have some, um, no sé cómo se dice en español, <laughs> in, in English. I don't know in English. Okay. I'll say it in I Spanish, you can probably translate. <laughs> I, I can work, no, tengo, tengo diferentes perfiles, no? Mm -hmm. So, un hombre de negocio y también un hombre de fútbol. For day is uh, is very important, uh, the profile like me. So, he say, I need right now. I say, right now, now, now. He say, yes, tonight. You wow. need to come in Italy tonight. I say, look, I, I need to talk with my president because I have three years more contract there. So I know very well Hemingway. I ask a meeting very fast to him, emergency meeting. <laughs> he say, okay, you can come. I say, look, Mr. Hemingway, I have this proposal from Sampdoria. Uh, now is 15 years. I 
leave my home. It's very important to me. Please give to me this opportunity. I know I have three years more contract. And he say, look, Fabio, it's okay. We can arrange it. You have three years more. You have a clause to block your contract. I say, yes, I know. For this reason, I wanted to propose you, I can make your team for one year more free. So I don't pay you nothing to block my contract. You don't pay me nothing. My trainers stay there. Everybody's continuing to work with you and blah, blah, blah. He say, ah, sounds good, but not one year, three years. Oh, man. And I say, of course, if you don't save me three years, I can still you help you in the life. I'm like this, no? He say, yes, Fabio, I know. I know I'm scary, but okay, you can leave. So I broke my contract. I take my car. Budapest, Milano is 900 kilometers. So I have a meeting in the hotel in Milano around 10 o'clock in the night. When I arrive in Milano, I call this lawyer. He don't ask where before. He asked where uh, half hour later. He say me, oh, Fabio, sorry, but we have a problem. You need to come in Genova because we come back in Genova. Okay, I come in. When I arrive in Genova, nobody was there. Nobody asked me more. So the day after, nobody asked me more. So I understand maybe we have a problem. And in the app, Tutto Mercato, the app, you know Tutto Mercato in Italy? is an app for news about football in Italy. The name is Tutto Mercato Web. I, I, really, I see Sampdoria signed the contract with this man. Ah, okay, I understand. <laughs> I don't work more in Sampdoria. And for sure, I can't come back in Ombud because, you know, tienes un poco de orgullo, no? Of course. <laughs> so, so, I, so I say I, I can't come back. Oh, I think maybe in, I will receive another offer from other clubs and uh, for sure I received too much calling, but uh, not what I, lo que yo esperaba. What happened? Uh, one month, two months, three months, uh, nobody called me. And one day in my house, I was with my wife. I say, look, nobody called me. Now I will make my team. He say, you are crazy. Your team. You are crazy. No, I'm not crazy. No, I'm not really team. I will make my dream team with the wine bottles. I say, what? Yes, I want to play. Everybody loves wine, red and white. <laughs> yeah. I say, I, I, I wanted to play my match in the table, in the restaurant, around the world with the football legend. But no, like a testimonial, I will call everybody I have in my mind, but they need to work with me to produce this wine. This is the reason because every wine is different. Buffon have his wine, Ronaldinho his wine, Schneider, Zamorano, Roberto Carlos, Cafu, Marcio Amoroso, Miccoli, Candela, Clemente Russo, Diego Lugano. So right now we have 13, 12 players in the team. Uh, Faustino Asprilla also. We have Faustino Asprilla from Colombia. And, uh, Valderrama too? Or? No, no. Too? no, 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 Valderrama, no, 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 he's no, he's not my player because I will make 23 football players, one president, one sport director. So I have my bottle, I'm a sport director. The president is Roberto Assis. Ah, the Ronaldinho's brother, the Ronaldinho's brother, yeah, he's the president of the team. And also, we have uh, the security of the team because Clement ah. Russo is a world champion, he's the security of the team. Yeah, sure. Uh, we have uh, one singer because every team have the song. Oh. Yeah, nobody. No, is a is a surprise. The the song of the wine of the champion will come. Uh, I think in one month is ready. Very famous singer. Oh. By the way, I like the name of it, Wine of Champions. Yeah, it's very catchy. <laughs> <laughs> but the singer, who, who we, uh, I mean, I saw I saw a couple of your pictures, Fabio. And Alejandro Sanz was in one of them. So if you tell me you got Alejandro Sanz or somebody else, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah, download this okay, song right okay. away. I think he's, he's a Latin singer, but he's no Alejandro Sanz. Alejandro Sanz, oh. I, I, I love him. I love Marc Anthony also. 
but is uh, no, is not Alejandro, is not Mark Anthony, the singer of my my song of the wine of his champions. Is another singer, and uh, we will we will uh, present him in the, I I think in September. We'll keep an eye on the Instagram. We'll keep an eye on the Instagram. More or less, the song is ready. Is a oh, very, very, very oh, famous. We're gonna promote it. Yeah, very famous singer in Europe and uh, in uh, South and Central America is very famous right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, oh, moving on to other of your ventures, I also noticed that um, you have a book, uh, "The Skills of the Champion." You know, when your yeah. worst experiences can become your best opportunities in life. Yeah. You know, one, one, which is very true. And you definitely demonstrated it over the years through your experiences. When I, I wanted to ask you, what is one chapter or, or one passage uh, from the book that reflects the title, that reflects those worst experiences that became great opportunities? Yeah, uh, it's simple. When you think everything is finished, it's not true. Your your life can come back. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Huge. You with everything that's being thrown at you, and you've turned things in, in, into big and better projects. We definitely we definitely understand that for sure. We take that statement uh, statement to heart. <laughs> uh, Fabio, just to uh, before we let you go, we gotta ask the golden question. We ask it to every guest here: Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Ooh, Ooh. we like that. We like that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a Messi fan, so I'm going to hey, hang hey, out. I'm, hey. a, I'm a Madrid fan. <laughs> hey, you know why? Hey, you know why? If one of my sons asked to me that, like a football, I have to have an example, examples for me. I say, son, look, Alessandro Del Piero and Cristiano Ronaldo is the sample of the football, is the sample of the result, is the sample of the life. Messi is Messi, mm -hmm. is amazing. But Ronaldo, what do you... He make Ronaldo look. Portugal is no Argentina national team. Portugal well, doing is a 35 very little actually. country. Okay, big traditional, big history about football, but it's not big country, you know. He made with Portugal, Eusebio don't make with Portugal, for example. Luis Figo, the same. No. So, Cristiano Ronaldo is, is a sample for every children in the life. Of course, of course. Yeah, what he's doing at 35 years old is unbelievable. And I yeah. think, you know, we try not to get he too much in the debate. This season. 50 goals, my friend. Yes. 50 goals in, in, in the championship in Italy, in Europe, and in Italy is impossible. One of the toughest to leagues. More mm -hmm. than 20, 25 goals is impossible because the tactically in Italy is very strong. And he did double that, which is crazy. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we, we have to learn to appreciate both Messi and Ronaldo. Sometimes people make you pick between one and the other. You know, we're blessed that we live in the age where we see them both in their prime and, you know, their battles, the Clásicos, and yeah. uh, it's been amazing. You know, I, I think you want Ronaldo to go to Vasco da Gama. I think... Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. You heard it here first. Uh, in the dreams, yes, but uh, no, 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 no. Ronaldo, Cristiano... Uh, no, it's impossible. It's impossible, so I'm realistic. So, yeah, for sure. In the dreams, ah. yes, but in the reality. Thank you so much you do for the invitation. It's a really pleasure to say with you. When you need to talk about wine, I've been here. Oh, for, for football, sure. Please course. come back on the show. We really, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. That was the interview with Fabio Cordela. Oh, we hope you enjoyed it. What a great guy, man. Uh, taking our call such, so, so late. You know, it's like one in the morning over there. He just took it like a champ. Fabio, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Muchas gracias. And fellas, before we go, quick outro round. Say what you want to say to the fans. Episode he seven in the books. Hugh, let's change it a little bit. Go first. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm sort of floundering for what to say because usually I know exactly what I'm going to say on my outro. <laughs> Follow us on social media because that's what you should be doing. And if you're not doing that, it's disgraceful. Insert some Jose Yeah. Insert some Jose Marino quote of him being like what what can i do but 
you know, if you're not following us on social media, I prefer not to speak. Anyway, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. We really enjoy it. Yeah, and hopefully big things coming soon from the soccer subs. Yes, a big thank you to everyone who's listening. The support is real. The love is real. We can't wait to be back for episode eight. Another great guest coming in. And yeah, man, so happy to be here with you guys one more time. You already know the voice of the people. La Voz del Pueblo, Christian, with you. And to the supporters out there, to the fans, thank you so much. Really appreciate all your support. We got a big guest coming up for episode eight eight episode ocho we can't wait to even announce this one you guys are gonna fall back on this one can't wait to bring that one to you soon and just a couple quick shout outs shout out to uh, lbf live breathe football talisman caps and a big shout out to the wine of champions fabio cordela thank you so much again for being on the show and we hope to see you soon give us a follow on instagram soccer subs podcast on instagram and soccer subs podcast at gmail shoot us an email if you guys want to hear anything have a message if you just want to yell at christian feel free to do that too and let's yeah episode seven in the books welcome to those messages (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening and have a good one